0: What's going on, Brandon? Bringing the energy, man. Bringing the energy.
1: Unlike the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did last night, that'll be <laughs> later on. But you know, I just had to throw it out there, throw yeah, a little yeah, shade yeah, yeah, to get yeah. the show. You
0: know, we're we gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. You know, who lost their energy? Who's, who maybe needs to plug back in? The Chargers, man. Their Chargers. Absolutely, that absolutely. charger cord snapped.
1: Man, that is that is that iPhone cord that you've had for like five years from your first iPhone, you know, that you just keep around uh, You yeah, keep yeah. using it. it's like in the living room, you know, it's stuck in between the couch and stuff, but it's just frayed and it's got no more life in it, you know, something's got to happen, you either put some tape on there, or take a piece of that out, throw it away and get a new one, something's okay. got to happen.
0: Did you see the, the Jaguars uh, post after they won? It was, it was like the two <laughs> charger cords hanging down and yeah. they were like broken in half. And, yep. and that's all what that. they are, man. That's but, what they are. You know who's happy about that game is Emmanuel Acho. My man is oh, rubbing it in yeah. on social he is, media.
1: He sailed on that ship all season. About <laughs> uh, you know he was he was the one who was like you know Justin Herbert is a social, social media, media quarterback. quarterback yep. and, and he set sail on that bad boy and he has been riding it the entire season and it's paid off for him. I'll give I'll give it to him. Uh, we'll dive more into this, of course, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think that that was Justin Herbert's fault that game. You
0: know, I, I, I think don't think there's either. more to it. I mean, he could have did more, but again, we'll dive right. We'll we'll dive more into it later in the show, guys. But uh, first, like always, we start with college. And there's drama. If you look, if you like keeping up with the Kardashians, you're gonna like this new episode of Keeping Up with Jaden Rashada and Carmody McLean. Simple as that. There is drama, drama, galore, drama, drama. Um. So if you guys don't know, Jaden Rashada committed and signed his letter of intent, saying, "Hey, I'm going there." to the University of Florida, four-star quarterback. It came to the day, he said, I'm going to enroll early. He had his luggage shipped out to Gainesville, was supposed to enroll, never enrolled by the deadline, and apparently, and I'm going to ask this question after we talk about, um, we'll get to Kimarni after, but apparently he's in a holdout right now, trying to get more money from the University of Florida. So Taylor, first I want to want you to, you know, speak what you think about this Rashada move. And apparently this is like, this is big because the kid apparently wants to be at Florida. He said he wants to be at Florida. But the adults around him, this is why you should keep your circle small, the adults around him, his, um, his lawyer slash agent, and, you know, I don't know if it's his dad or mom or family or whatever, but I know it for sure his lawyer slash agent is trying to get more money because obviously he gets a percentage of the cut of the NIL. To put into his pocket. So now Jaden is not at University of Florida like he should be. Who knows if he's still going to go to Florida. So, Taylor, first of all, we talked about NIL before. But this is the first holdout. Will this be the last NIL holdout? And, again, has NIL damaged the recruiting um, aspect? Or has has NIO damage recruiting and essential? Like, is it better to go through the transfer portal or is it, okay, I'm going to show out some money for kids uh, who haven't even played yet?
1: Well, a uh, couple of takes on this. I don't think, unless something happens to where the uh, NCAA comes in and says, all right, these are the restrictions and guidelines that you have to follow for in order to receive an NIO deal. Uh, like, if you want X amount of money, that has to be done by this date. If not, oh, well, too bad. You know, put some type of restrictions on it. If that does not happen... This is going to be a uh, trend-setting action by Rashada, and I think this is going to happen, especially with some uh, talent that's a little bit more higher up there than he is. I don't think he's like, you know, he's that guy, you know, that everybody's like looking at like he's going to have the best season in college football. I think some more like uh, five-star players are eventually going to start doing this in order to go to smaller schools. Like, hey, you know, Alabama's giving me, you know, I got 500,000. Uh, you, you know, you want to meet that. And then they like, all right, we'll give you a million. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to hold out. You know, if you got a million and you were that quick on it, why not too? So I don't think it's going to be the last one unless something happens where they regulate what's going on. Uh, do I think that NILs have ruined or changed recruiting? Absolutely. It is, I don't even want to call it college football anymore. I want to call it like, uh, Pre-NFL is what it is now because now yeah. it's, you know, talking about money, talking about, you know, the transfer portal is pretty much like the ability to become an unrestricted free agent, you know, with no ties to you well, have whatsoever.
0: You, to speaking of the transfer portal, I don't know if you watched the Pat McAfee show. Um, Dion Sanders yep. was watching with the, the Pops the other day. Dion Sanders came on and he said the way he recruits now is 40-40-20. So 40% on the roster, 40% through the transfer portal, and 20% through high school recruiting because he said he wants people that have one or two years left that actually want to play football and they don't care about the money. And they asked him why you don't go to the NFL. It's because the NFL guys, he's like, I'd have 20 people on my team because everyone else in the NFL is about the money. So that's how he views it. And I think, um, again, to your point, like, it. It. to, I think, to me, I think the transfer portal is going to be the way to go in the future. One, you, you've seen their talent. You've seen them play. So you already know how they produce in the college level compared to the high school where you're handing out crazy amount of money. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I like that method. Uh, I think Dion is one of the best coaches out there and not just from like a straight up coaching standpoint, but as far as a recruiter and a mentor towards these college players. Cause you know, a lot of these kids need a true dose of reality because you know, high school is not what college is and the NFL is not what colleges you know it's like yeah. it's they're all different stages and they need somebody there that's been through each and every single one of these steps and knows how to maneuver and work their way through and Dion's an extremely smart guy you know NIL is a fairly new thing that's been introduced but he's got to figure it figured out you know yeah. he know he knows who's going to be there for the money and he knows who's going to be there to play football and improve a program and you know make a name for themselves that's what he is going out there and doing is getting those players that want to come out here and be like you know the money's cool right now you know i can make five hundred thousand. you know that could give me a nice car pay off mom and dad's house you know help my sister go to school and then i get injured or i don't get the playing time i thought i was going to get or something happens and then i don't make it to the nfl
0: yeah
1: or you know you can get these kids that are like you know i just want to make uh money and that's it who cares about the nfl whatever it's not really my dream i just want to make a bag and dip out yeah so he's like figuring out who's who what's what who wants to play who wants to just make money i like his method of you know what was it 40 something 40 20 whatever yeah it 40 40 20 it's smart yeah, yeah i like it um but yeah nil i'm not a fan of the way that it's set up now i do think that college football players deserve a cut
0: Oh 100%. They deserve to get some sort yeah. of mo- you know money for their name image and likeness. Name I, image I feel and like it needs but...
1: I need I feel like it needs to be broken down in a way that each player gets something cuz you know the bench rider who's, yeah. you know grinding it out at practice, you know doing everything else that the starters are doing they're not getting an NIL deal, you know. Well they're getting they're a scholarship.
0: To... <laughs> they're yeah. still getting their four well, years paid them. for. I mean, you got not a couple all, walk-ons, of you walk-ons, know, but a lot, you know. Yeah,
1: there's walk-ons and there's uh, kids who don't get a scholarship. But, you know, I think every, if everybody's putting the same amount of work into the team, everybody needs to get paid because the NCAA is a billion-dollar business. It's not a school or anything like that. You know, it's, it's a business through and through. Yeah. You can't convince me otherwise. There's education involved, but it's like that much of what the NCAA is. So I think it needs to be broken down into – Every player on a roster gets a set amount of uh, like financial aid as far as cash, not just like oh here's some food or money to go get food, yeah. whatever. You know everybody gets a certain amount of money. No school gets more money than this other one because at this base it's who who can give out more money. You know, yeah, that's what it is. It's, hey, we're Alabama. You know, we got boosters. You so, know, lining out the back door, willing to pay you like five million dollars to come play. That's yeah. unfair to all these lower schools who have already been at a disadvantage.
0: So let me. So I mean, funding. Some of that has to come down to funding. So the bigger schools are going to have more money. Um, but let's just talk power five in this instance for nil. In regard, again, we're still talking. We got Jaden Rashada. We're still talking about just Jaden Rashada holdout situation. But uh. I mean what about an idea where each conference depending on how much money they bring in I mean every power five conference they gets five million dollars cap every power p5 you know five million that's all you can hand out to a potential high school recruits um so no one's over you know if you want this x y and z recruit you're like hey this is what we're gonna allocate out of the five million to you and then now obviously if there's a big time quarterback hey we're gonna give you a million that gives you only four million to work with the other potential recruits. So you're gonna, you know, it's kind of give or take. Which crew are you're gonna shell out the money for? Now the report is the report, and I'm pretty sure this is just a typo and someone read it wrong. But the report is that Jaden Rashada is in his camp is not wanting to come to UF with a 13 million dollar NIL deal, which is the would be the most yeah. in all of college football. 13 million dollars. That would mean, guess if you took that deal, thirteen million dollars in one year, four years, whatever it is, he would be making more than I believe I saw about eleven NFL backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, without even proving himself at the University of Florida. So this next question to you is, should what should Florida do? Should they cut ties with Rashada and say, you know what, we got Graham Mertz? Uh, they are reportedly going after a former five-star LSU uh, transfer. Um, Walker Howard should and they've already got DJ Lagway who's a five star in 2024 who everyone already thinks is going to take over for uh Jaden Rashada, you know. Everyone everyone the chips are all in on DJ Lagway and Gator Nation uh being a part of it. So, should they go I, ahead and just cut ties with Rashada, save their money, save their headache and move on? Uh
1: 100%, I'm so I'm a firm believer of people proving themselves. And I'm a firm believer of institutions and teams giving players an opportunity to prove themselves. But if you have yet to prove yourself to me as a school, a team, NFL team, whatever it is, I'm not paying you. I'm not paying you 13000000 yeah. million. I'm not paying you 5000000 million. I'm not paying you whatever it is. If you declined my initial $13 million offer,
0: that's it. You know, because if you take—that's crazy, thirteen million dollars. And again, dude, yeah. guys, this is reports, right? Yeah, reports. You know, this reports. may not be true, but yeah. if it
1: is, and he's coming to you and like, hey, thirteen million—that's not enough. That's an immediate. See you later. Get out of here. You know, <laughs> get out of here, go man. Find, yeah, go find somebody else <laughs> who has that money. Because if you accept his counter offer of, let's say, fifteen million, let's say that's what he wants to get, whatever his counter offer is, you have now set a precedent that these more talented players can go out and be like well shoot, more than yeah. Rashad was able to you know get more than 13 million at his level of play what means what says that I can't go out and get 20 million and then it's just going to become players in the NCAA are going to be making what NFL players make that are on a starting team you know like yeah. they're starting on a team whatever and that's just ridiculous right. to me at that point the NCAA would have to like become its own like section of football where it's like they can play it's a pro league yeah it's a pro league like at that point because if you're paying them like that that's you're a professional football player if you're getting paid 13 million
0: and i want to put this in perspective for everybody the nil the nil deal that ohio state put together that tried to get cj stroud to come back for one more year was reportedly five million dollars now obviously he turned that down because if he's a top five pick he'll be making six million dollars a year at the minimum but 5 million So you have a C.J. Stroud Who's a p- top 5 pick And a proven winner Making 5 million While potentially Potentially And rumored 13 million For a high school quarterback That is not even a 5 star And he hasn't played a game He hasn't shown yeah. up to camp He still needs to put on 20 to 30 pounds Of body weight You don't know What he's going to look like look like In college yeah. so It's just Asinine To even oh, I, Absolutely Absolutely I just don't – I don't get it. Yeah, there needs to be regulation because it's starting
1: to spin out of control where it's making players play one year, dip out to the transfer portal, go to where they really want to go, so then these teams are wasting this money or boosters or whoever's paying it. They need to – it needs to get regulated, locked down to where there's a certain cap, whatever it is where players – because I do believe players need to get paid because the NCAA makes billions of dollars Oh, they deserve it. They 100% deserve it. Yeah. And you know the NFL football is not a sport that creates longevity career like a career you know for the long run for the most part I think it's like in the NFL the average is like three years they're in and then they're out yeah I think it's like three years and then in the NFL if you're not in for I want to say it's four five, years five or six
0: it's four yeah, years a, for uh, yeah, retirement to get retirement yeah. and stuff
1: like that so if the average is three years retirement's four the average NFL player is not going to get a retirement. You know, their body's going to be beat up. Their body's going to be just hurting the rest of their life. And they're going to be disabled later on in life. I get that these players understand the effects of football, the possible consequences of playing football. But there's also the aspect that if they are playing for these teams or colleges and they're making this much money, some of that has to go towards them. Yeah. Because a lot of times if a player gets hurt even if the in the NFL, like, uh, if the Bills in the he uh, wasn't going to get paid his You are cutting
0: in and out, Taylor. Just heads up.
1: All right. Can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, I can. It was starting to. Okay. My bad. No, you're good. But. I think that they need to get paid
1: because, you know, injuries happen, stuff happens where it could cut a career short. So they do deserve money that the NCAA is making off of them.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking of money, we're still talking about the money situation. Carmani Money McLean, who commit he did not – now, the difference between Carmani's situation and Jaden's situation is Jaden Rashada signed his national letter of intent to Florida. Carmani never signed on. And he has, and he announces was supposed to announce the fifteenth. Uh, that day has gone and passed, so I don't know where Kamani's going, but uh, he is right now committed to Miami and still committed. And this situation is kind of funny because he put on his Instagram. He doesn't like he doesn't like the media, right? He doesn't like the limelight and all that. And we get that, right? He put on his Instagram account that he's in Tampa, Florida. Like location, which you can, if you guys don't know on Instagram, you can change your location to wherever when you make your Instagram story or whatever. But he put Tampa because everyone was said he's in Colorado right now, he's on a visit with Dion Sanders. And he said, No, I'm in Tampa. Then the entire Miami staff, coaching staff, about 10, 15 coaches, I believe. Uh, including the head coach, Mario Cristobal, went to Lakeland High School where he goes uh, in Polk County, Florida, where he goes to high school to go meet up with Kermani, basically. Kermani was not there. Disappearing David Blaine on him, you know, disappearing Chris Angel. So where was Kermani McLean? after saying he was in Tampa, after saying he was at his high school, after a bunch of coaches went to go visit him? Lo and behold, he was in Boulder, Colorado, visiting Deion Sanders. And he has recruiting pictures, and people got pictures of him in Boulder, Colorado. And he then later confirmed he was, in fact, in Colorado after denying reports. That's a headache in its own. But, you know, Kamani's a great player. You know, so I'm going to raise the question Is he going to Colorado? Is he spurring Miami after spurring Florida? You know, he spurred Florida, went to Miami, went from Miami to Colorado. Is he going to Colorado?
1: I'd say yes. Uh based off of his interview during I think it was the All American game, uh the way he answered the question of, you know, are there any other schools uh, you know, that you're thinking about, he kinda of paused and then he was like, Miami, you know, kind of like Yeah, no, throughout the really U say. or whatever. Yeah, he's like, I can't really say what what else is going on but Miami. But we could all tell that something it's was not up. Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I think I mean if you want in his position I think going to Colorado would be the best fit for him I mean he'd be able to learn a lot from Dion uh, Dion's a proven coach that he can make a team really good mm-hmm. and he's got now the assets to back him you know he's not hindered by anything yeah uh, and I I think that 100% he's dipping out for Miami and he's going to Colorado even if maybe Colorado's like hey we can't give you the money know that you were going to be getting down there yeah at Miami, i think with
0: colorado but... i don't think he's i know miami's probably paying him more because they got john ruiz and you know he's handing out money left and right but i think if he goes to colorado it's going to be to pair with trevor travis hunter who was the number one corner previous year yeah and then Carmani McLean. depending on some sites there were some updated rankings today on on three sports um you know Carmani McLean is now ranked i think the fourth best corner Fourth or fifth best corner in this class on their site. On other sites, he's still number one. So you still have a incredibly talented Carmoni McLean with Travis Hunter. That might be the best cornerback duo in the Pac-12. Yeah, agreed. So, I think
1: I, I mean being able to go to Colorado and make Colorado go. for – I think they had one win this season.
0: Yeah, one. Being or able two, to help that.
1: them. Yeah, being able to help them go from one win to whatever they're going to win games. Yeah. You know, I mean they're getting talent that. Colorado would not get if Dion wasn't there, they're going to be able to get some games under them and they're going to win in great fashion. I think that's more uh, impressive than going to Miami and be able to get some wins because Miami is Moneyville, Like that. I mean, you want to get paid.
0: Miami is a Texas A&M of the ACC.
1: Yes. They're going to get a bunch of good players uh, because they're paying out a bunch of money, but it's just not going to form into what you want it to form into. So if you want the longevity, Colorado seems like the better place to go, because uh, Dion's not going to be there be- and you know allow these players to come in and just be like, yeah, I'm just here for a year. He'd be like, all right, get out, yeah, straight up, get out. Yeah, he doesn't there's care. Video- he, he coaches yeah, old school. Yeah, there's a video. So. Yeah, there's a video that surfaced. Uh, Dion in the uh, film room. The entire team's in there. Every single player on the team's in there, and there's one single player that was. What he considered a cancer to the team, yeah, because he was talking trash about Dion. He was talking trash about other players. He never mentioned their name, but he allowed the team to vote. He was like, look, this is a the situation. They've been saying some things, they've been doing some things that I don't feel is right. And this is like their third strike, whatever. But I'm gonna leave it up to you guys because in my opinion, he should be gone. Yeah. He was like, Raise your hand if you want him to stay, raise your hand if you want him to go. And, you know, the majority was go, and he immediately pointed at the player, and he was like, get up, pack your stuff, and leave. Get out of care. here. Yeah, he does not care. He does not, not care. care. If, you're, if you're there for the BS, you're gone, or you're not even going to show up. And I guarantee you if he's going to go to Colorado, before anything happens, I guarantee you Dion's going to sit down with him, and he's going to lay it all out for me. He's like, this is what I expect from you. If I even get a sniff that you're here for anything else other than playing, you're gone. You're gone, yep. And that might be what he needs because this man is bouncing left and right.
0: Yeah, man can't make up his mind. So, and that brings my next question. Um, With Jaden Rashada with the holdout, um, and again, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, And then Carmine McLean kind of, you know, basically throwing names in a hat and going, I'm going here every other week. And I mean, we've seen this with a bunch of recruits before. you know, recruits just bouncing around from commitment, commitment. Has the term commitment, like, do do recruits need to lurk up the term commitment again? Has recruiting this new age, you know, these new age cats, has they hurt the definition of commitment? Because to me, when I say, hey, I'm committed, that's it. I'm committed. I'm not going to – and they, I love how they always go, I'm a 1,000% committed. I'm a 100% committed. Two weeks later, I'd like to thank the coaches at the University of yeah. X, Y, and Z – I am opening up my recruitment. It seems like to me yeah. today the word commitment does not mean Jack. So, it, you know, it has, has a new age recruit, uh, recruits kind of hurt the term commitment?
1: Yes, I, b- I believe they have. I don't think it holds the same value as it once did. It was, you know, before like, hey, uh, I'm going to Oklahoma and I'm going to play the next four years there. That player played the next four years there and then entered the NFL, or they left a year early, whatever it is, to go play in the NFL. But it wasn't, now it's one and done. Or, you know, I'm going to play this year, see how it goes. If I don't get the playing time I think I deserve, I'm out. Or if I don't think we played hard enough this year, I'm out. I don't make the money I wanted to make, I'm out. Or before they even get to the school, they're if they out. don't yeah if something slightly changes or somebody else whispers in their ear they're out yeah uh so i wouldn't even call it a commitment anymore i would call it like a uh a general semi not really commitment or something i don't know but something that's not commitment because it's not a commitment just anymore. looking
0: for a cool edit to post on yeah. instagram and social media yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah and so trying to think of where i want to go in the next question here Or where I want to go with this. So, with commitment, to me, like, you can't force a kid, once they say they're committed to commit, until they sign the NIL, or until the, you know, National Letter of Intent. You can't do that. But as a coach, I would go man-to-man. I'm sitting down with these players and go, hey. And they go, hey, coach, I want to commit to you. I want to commit to you. I'll be like, listen, are you saying that? Or is that just you know, up in the air, some coach is going to come in and you're going to change your mind. And then on top of that, like you said, these players think that they're coming out of high school, these five-star, four-star, whatever players. You know, in high school, you're the man. Everyone's worshiping you. Your whole town's worshiping you. Everyone's like, you're the one who's going to put us on the map. And then you get to college and you realize, hey, you're not the biggest anymore. You're not the fastest. You're not the strongest. You're not the best player on the team right now. Maybe in the future, but not right now. You were in high school, but not now. So when you don't start your freshman year, maybe even sophomore year, you're like, I'm out. And guess what? You're starting all, and we've talked about this before, you're starting all over again. There's 1,300 names in the transfer portal. And only about, I think, three to 400, uh, we said, get Power 5 program offers again. After that, everyone either goes to the FCS level or Division II. Yep. Um So you're hurting yourself in the long run. So just stick it out. Sometimes to to make a diamond, you have to put yourself in a little more pressure and it takes a little more time. But it doesn't mean you're not talented. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, maybe you think you're better than the person ahead of you. But what are you doing off the field? What are you doing on the field? What are you doing to separate yourself from the other players? His are you I every time I see these players that are transferring, they show their practice tape. Okay, what are you doing off the field? What are you doing I understand you got good practice tape. That's congrats. Congrats. You got good practice tape against the you know, team number two, whatever, you know, backups, whatever, starters, it doesn't matter. You got practice tape. And you're like somehow have, you know, on the field tape. But what are you doing? Coaches want more. Like, right? you can't have great practice tape and on the field tape transfer but have a two point five GPA. You can't have good on the field tape and practice tape but have a bad unless attitude. You're Texas. Yeah, unless you're Texas. You can't have a bad attitude, right? So coaches are looking way more into this. So sometimes these recruits or these players need to self-reflect on who they are as an individual and what they're doing to separate themselves. Um, So with that being said, if you're thinking about transferring, take a look in. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's, I know, I've seen, literally have seen recruits. Some have left Florida. Oh, it's this person's fault. It's this coach's fault. I'm better than this person. Shut up. You're not because if you were, you'd be playing because there goes a lot more into just being an athlete, a superior athlete to the person in front of you. That person in front of you is probably kicking his tail on his grades. He's probably got a 3.0 GPA or higher while you're struggling and not really doing your homework, putting in the work. And coaches want to know, and what that that matters. That matters because when coaches put their player in fourth quarter and the game's on the line, who are you going to trust? The person who off the field is doing everything they can to be dedicated and commitment, commit, committed to their craft or the person who's just getting by. So hit the, hit the hit the transfer portal and find out that you're not as good as you think you are.
1: And you also have to, what these players have to do is realize that NFL teams are going to look at how you operated in college or before college, how you stayed committed to something or your word, they're going to want someone that's going to be, want to be on the team for X amount of years. So they're going to want somebody that's like, hey, you know, if you get drafted by the Jets, is anybody deep down going to be like, woo, man, yeah. I'm glad I'm a Jet. No, but they want somebody that's going to be able to transition into that mindset and be like, man, I'm glad I'm a Jet. I hope we can get this team to the Super Bowl. I hope we can get some wins under our belt, whatever. But if I see a player that's like, hey, I'm committed here. And then they say, "Ah, eh, you know, I'm going to commit to here. And they're yeah. like, nah, I'm going to commit to here. I'm not drafting you. You're not going to want to be on this team. You're not going to be able to rally this team to win. They're not going to be able to uh, get everybody behind them. You know that Nobody can trust them because a college couldn't trust them, and they wanted to pay him $30 yeah. million. So, I don't know. Players really need to take a step back and be like, look, I have this opportunity. I need to make the best of it because in the long run, That's what people are going to be looking at. They're not going to look at me and say, man, he's a smart guy. You know, he could have gone to this school and really changed the program and just balled out. But instead, he went to Alabama because they wanted to pay him this amount of money. Nobody cares that people wanted to pay you this amount of money. They want to know what you can produce. They want to know, can you get the team behind you? Can you start producing stuff and, you know, make a name for yourself and rally your team and make your team better? They don't care how much money people want to pay you. Nobody cares. So stop chasing the money and start chasing greatness for yourself and your team. And then eventually the NFL, if you make it be like, that's the guy we want. That's who we want our franchise to be built around is that guy right there.
0: Yeah. Now we're going to get to the, so guys, how we're going to start doing it as well. Um, So after the the questions, after the segment, we'll go into the comment section and talk about what you guys are saying in the comment section. That way we're still on topic. It doesn't kind of, you guys can throw in whatever you want in the comment section. We'll, if it's related to the topic, we'll bring it in. So I see that uh A two M go Blue uh says Max Dungan was a great example of being rewarded for staying put. Yep. Exactly. One hundred percent. Could have dipped TCU. He got benched, got put it back in, made it to the championship. And you know, and he's he was get on, drafted. he was
1: and he was up there for the Heisman. So yeah. That that is a perfect example of you know being committed staying committed and giving it everything, giving it everything you have at some point, you're going to get rewarded for it. It may not be immediate, but at some point in some way or fashion, you're going to be rewarded for your commitment to a team. It's like a reward. Most most players that started one year and they get benched for someone else, they'd be gone. They'd be like, I'm out of here. Why would I want to play here? You know, but he stayed because he believed in himself and he believed in the team and he gave them his word. And he was like, I'm going to stick it through and, Dude went to the national, Nash- it didn't pan out well. For them, <laughs> it did not pan out well the for the at all, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, he, Max Dungan is a great example of staying put. And again, this is the issue is like these players don't play right away. And all of a sudden it's like, again, I'm out. And then guess what? You went from being second string, potentially starting the following year. to now you're back to being third string, learning a whole new offense or defense played, whatever. Yep. And working your way through it. So, be like Max Duncan. You know, if you got thoughts about transferring, and I'm not saying, sometimes you have to transfer. Sometimes your situation is just your situation, and you have to transfer. I understand that. But after a year, after two, you know, it does make sense to me. Again, Jaden Rashada issue, more money, more problems. Cormone McClain going to, we believe that Cormani McClain will be headed to Colorado, Uh Amanda says, "Or uh, these players will start losing draft stock because they are showing their true color, green." Um, exactly. I mean, you you have to look at certain. I, I look. I'm I'm a I'm a Florida fan, so I'm only going to be able to really speak for the players that I really follow closely. But you look at Kyrie Elam, right? Coming out of Florida, he was one of the top corners. He could have left after Dan Mullen got fired, or um, he could have left when everything was going wrong. He stayed out um, for his fourth year, still went in the first round to the Buffalo Bills, made an interception in the playoffs, but during the draft, he brought his notes to the uh, draft process, draft screening, um, to show how detailed he was, how much a commitment he was, and how much, you know, he talked about it a little bit with him. He said he could have left. He could have left and still been a first-round pick the year prior, stayed in school, was faithful to his team, wanted to try to win it to his you know, his men and stuff like that. So your commitment, rather it's your high school year, your college years, that translates to the pros. Everything you do prior to becoming a pro matters. What you do off the field, what you do on the field, what you do in the classroom, all of that matters as a recruit, as a player, and as a human being. Um, Everything
1: you do is under a microscope. Yeah.
0: 24-7. So if you really want to make the league, self-reflect. All right. And again, if you hit the transfer portal because you absolutely need to, I understand, but some of these situations, all you had to do is wait one year. Yep. So with that being said, before we get into the NFL section, guys, we want to remind you to make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And we also want to make sure you follow us on Spotify. Maybe you're on the go and you want to listen to the show, uh, the previous show. Go, go hit us on Spotify, man. Go hit us on Spotify. We do upload these videos in segments. So we get the live podcast if you're here with us today. They get uploaded in segments. So if maybe you're not here for the live, you can see segments of the important topics that we talked about. Um, those are uploaded. We use about three or four videos. So make sure you check those out. And uh, we thank you. Make sure you follow us on Twitter for any important updates, TikTok, and every other social media platform. With that being said, Wild Card Weekend, Taylor, I don't even know where you want to start. I'll let you pick a pick a game, and we'll start with it because we're going to talk about all the games. We're going to talk about all of them. So pick a game, we'll go with it.
1: I think the game that needs to be talked about first, and I, I think everybody else would agree, is the Chargers and the Jaguars. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Man. I don't know
1: what uh, what could be said about that game, but Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars are a team to love, and a team to follow, and a team that's going yeah. to be the team to beat in the next few years. I guarantee you this: if they keep doing what they're doing and they build up, you know, they whatever their weak spots are, if they fill those holes, I guarantee you, within like twenty twenty five, they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, guaranteed.
0: My I mean, dad probably watching like <laughs> uh, Taylor. <laughs> You're not allowed down here anymore.
1: <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is they were down. How much? What were they down? Like 21 points, I think. I think it was 21. 20, whatever they, 20 plus.
0: 27, I think.
1: Yeah, they were down 20 plus points at halftime in a wild card game. I mean, that's just like, all right. Wrap it up. Put a bow on wrap it. That's it the Chargers won. You know, congratulations. You know, maybe next time, uh, Jaguars. Nope. They went out. I don't know. I don't know what was said in the locker room, <laughs> but it had to have been something extremely interesting. If I
0: know Doug Peterson, for, uh, it was like, Hey, if y'all win this game, I'll get you as ice much cream. ice cream. Yep. I'll get <laughs> yeah. you as much ice cream as you want.
1: Whatever you want. We got all the flavors, Rocky road, chocolate, vanilla, vanilla, uh, swirl, whatever it is, you got it. But whatever that man said, whatever the team did in the locker room, I don't know if it was Trevor Lawrence who spoke up because he has become an absolute phenomenal leader for that football team. Yeah. Uh, Doug has been probably the best thing to happen to that team because they, I mean, it's a complete three or a complete one hundred and eighty from yeah. last season with urban mayor, because I think he was just there to get a quick paycheck and because, dance
0: on young, under like, you know, 19 year olds at a club. Yeah. Because
1: there was talent to be used. I mean, the team is a good team, but they needed somebody to come in and be like, this is how we need to function in order to make the pieces work. You know we can't just do whatever we want and go out there and win. We actually have to come up with a plan in order to win.
0: Yeah
1: and he found that plan, and they have been just dominating. Now I wouldn't say dominating, but for the Jaguars, it's dominating. Now, I can't give Trevor Lawrence enough credit because whenever it comes down to a, you know a situation where it's like in the fourth quarter, they're down a couple of scores, the dude throws absolute dimes. Oh, <laughs> I mean, dimes beautiful, beautiful passes throwing. perfect spiral placed perfectly i mean the wide receiver just has to run the route perfectly or not perfectly but just run the route and the ball is going to be there no matter where you're at it it's amazing to watch and Speaking then wide after they... you
0: want to speak on christian kirk and how everyone overreacted and said that he was overpaid <laughs> yeah. and yeah. like why would you pay <laughs> christian kirk ex, like a, over a hundred million dollars whatever and all of a sudden he's got like 1400 receiving yards and like 13 after touchdowns this... and like that
1: after this, I'm going to send you a video that the Jaguars put up uh that they put because everybody was talking trash about Kirk. They were talking trash about Etienne. They were talking trash about Lawrence and uh Evan Ingram. They were like, why would they go out and get these players that haven't proved anything? You know, Kirk yeah. isn't worth this much money. Ingram should be. I was home. one of them. He should be on a team. I was one. Of I mean, them. <laughs> I didn't I didn't expect the Jaguars to be this good either. I don't think anybody yeah. really did. But they are. And it's fun to watch there. It's a fun team because when they're down, like when you see a team down, you're like, man, that sucks. That's a wrap. You know, 20 plus points come back in the second half. I mean, it's it happens, but it's like this thing that happens every once in a while. It's nothing you ever expect to happen. But man, they do it all the time now this season. They I think they did it against the Ravens. They came back in the fourth quarter with two minutes left, scored and won the game. Yeah. Now they've done it in the playoffs. They beat the Chargers. So we've talked about the Chargers and how good they are and how they're really, you know, forming into a contender. Now we need to talk about the Chargers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They have all the pieces they possibly could ever need to be a Super Bowl contending team. They have a really good quarterback. They have wide receivers. Granted, they've been injured. They have One of the best running backs in the league. They have a pretty solid defense. So what's the issue? It boils down to their head coach. Plain and simple. That's the reason why they didn't make the playoffs or uh, not the playoffs. That's the reason why they didn't go far last season was because their head coach. And now it looks like they're is,
0: keeping them. They fired their offensive they fired coordinator.
1: offensive head co- or offensive coach yeah. or offensive coordinator and somebody else. Their uh, passing game coordinator,
0: Shane Day. They fired uh, offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and their passing game coordinator, Shane Day.
1: Which so, pretty much says, like, hey, we're giving this guy another go because we don't think it's him. Yeah. I personally think if you took him out, Sean Payton or Sean somebody Payton else. Sean Payton with
0: Justin Herbert would I, be nasty. I'm telling nasty. you.
1: Sean Payton with the Chargers, the way that they are right now, the Jaguars probably wouldn't be where they're at. Yeah. So I don't know what needs to happen, but something definitely needs to happen. And if this whole firing of these two coaches doesn't pan out and they're in the same situation Oh, he's out. Season, this, is like, this is hot seat. This is hot seat. It's yeah. hot. I'm not it's, talking about It's, it's a burning. It's go deep. Yeah, it's go deep in the playoffs or adios. Yeah. See you later, buddy. But uh, the other thing I want to mention – because the chargers they got a lot to figure out because they should not be losing like this uh is the fact that trevor lawrence went to waffle house after that game. <laughs> my man if that that says a lot about a person if you just want an nfl playoff game wild card game after being down 20 something points and you're like man i could really go for an all-star breakfast right now, hey, that's you, hit up right waffle now. House, you hit up a waffle house I mean, how much more could you connect to an NFL fan than going to Waffle House
0: after a... Imagine you know, being those fans in the there. They're sitting win. there late at night, you know. Yep. You know a lot of people all go to Waffle House when they're <laughs> when they're drunk or anything like that. They're just sitting there like college kids, whatever, just eating. And all of a sudden they look up and they're like, dude, you look like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I am Trevor Lawrence. <laughs>
1: I mean, that would be the best Waffle House story. Man, I was yeah. eating it like... One o'clock in the morning at Waffle House and then boom, you know, this majestic bean with the uh, uh, golden locks just walked in and he looked like Trevor Lawrence. And my and
0: put down the – my cook put down his blunt and was like, yo, was <laughs> yeah. that Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> he
1: put the teeth back in and everything when he walked in. Yeah. But no, I, mean, I mean, most most NFL players, you know, they hit up clubs or, you know, they go to strip clubs. They go out to nice fancy restaurants. They – uh, do stuff that rich people do. But Trevor Lawrence went to Waffle House. I think that's that's pretty cool and down to earth of him cool. to, You know, most people would say, oh, he went below what he is by going to Waffle House. But I think that's cool that he's not so big in the head where he's like, man, let's go to this five-star or this like three-star yeah. Michelin restaurant, you know, have a really nice meal. He's like, let's go get some pancakes or waffles or whatever at Waffle House and, you know, just chill. I think that's pretty cool.
0: Didn't <laughs> know you can make uh, reservations. Can make at reservations.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're Trevor Lawrence, I'm yeah, pretty sure they make an exception.
0: Listen, and if you guys don't know Waffle House, Waffle House, you know how good a Waffle House is by if there's roaches, if your cook is out there smoking a cigarette or smoking smoking some marijuana before walk, seeing you walk in and him walking in after you. If he's, like if, if he's smoking a, weed or smoking a cigarette and there's it's dirty as mess when you walk in, that Waffle House is about to be the best food you've ever had.
1: Here in North Carolina, the way to know if a Waffle House is going to be good is if there's a sheriff's car parked in the parking lot. <laughs> if there's not a sheriff's car, leave because the food's going to suck. But if there's a sheriff's car there, the food's about to hit. You might lose your guarantee. life, but yeah, you know but what? It's going <laughs> to be, be good. It's going to be good. But if you don't see that sheriff there, don't go.
0: Yeah. Um, to your point about the Chargers and Brandon Staley, I think again that seat is burning hot. If he doesn't make it next year and and whatnot, he's out. Justin Herbert, and to Emmanuel Ocho's point, you know he didn't do anything great, but he didn't do anything to lose that game for the Chargers. So I don't understand the whole social media quarterback. Well, look at these one or two throws. He had one touchdown, no interceptions, almost like two or three hundred yards. I can't remember, but he had he played a solid game. That defense, that the offense sucked in the second half, but that defense, while it was great, you had five turnovers. You should not lose. Let's look at this straight. You should not lose a game with five turnovers. You should not lose a game being up twenty-seven to zero. What happened to the defense in the second half? Derwin Derwin James was interviewed after, and he said, "We just couldn't get a stop," and that's the point. You could not get a stop. The Jackson, for whatever reason, Jacksonville had your number. I mean. Four interceptions in the first half and then four touchdowns in the second half. Y'all should have been in Trevor Lawrence's head. Y'all should have been going after it. And then we talk about the accountability issues and maybe the players' issue. I understand Joey Bosa was upset. He was held by Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor also in that same play uh, false started. It was not called. And Joey was walking to the sideline. He was visibly upset. Then the ref came up and started... Chatting, we don't know what the ref said, and Joey got even more heated. And that's when he started throwing his helmet and all that. And then it costed a penalty for the you know, Jags to get the first down. Now, we talked about it in the game, he got interviewed, and he said, he took some accountability, He said my fault. But then, in the same sense that he took accountability and said that he should not have been as hot, you know, head as heated, he then blamed the refs and said the refs lost him in the game. Listen, the refs made a blue one, two maybe three, maybe four calls, all right? And I get the frustration. As someone who's played football, I get the frustration. As a fan, I get the frustration. But you guys did not do anything that entire second half to stop Trevor Lawrence from getting in the end zone. Nothing.
1: Look, there's there's a – so I think we all remember a couple of years ago when the Rams made it to the Super Bowl off of that – obvious pass interference against the Saints that was just was not called. And everybody was like, oh, you know, they cost us the game and now they go to the Super Bowl, we don't, whatever. Drew Brees after that game said we should not have been in a position where a missed call by a referee decided our fate. Exactly. You know, it's on us for being in that position of a tied game or a field goal makes a decision or a a missed call makes a decision. That's on us, one hundred percent. He was like, "If you're going to go out there and say oh the refs lost us the game because they missed that one call,' that's not on the refs. It's on us because we put ourselves in a position where that was the deciding factor." And I think that's very true. And I, as a fan, I do get upset, but like, hey, that was holding. Like, that, what? Like, that just cost us the game. Yeah. But if you actually look at it, that's not what costed you the game. What costed you the game was not playing well not being able to defend well not being able to get passes where they needed to be not picking up first downs three and outs you know muffed punts whatever it is that's the reason why not because the ref didn't see one thing out of the hundreds of hundreds of things that are going on during a the game yeah. they're human you know refs are going to make mistakes they're not going to see everything you know you're if you're getting held a ref may not be able to see because of certain players in the way that's what happens you know there's
0: you know, a bunch of people go. go ahead. Oh, I was gonna pose the question. I'll let you finish your thought and then I'll have you answer this question after you finish your thought. Should it, there be um this is the question after you finish your thought, should there be like a, maybe a blue flag or orange flag that you only get one time per game where you can challenge a penalty call where they look back and see there's a penalty. Just one, because obviously you don't want to slow the game down too much, yeah. but just one. Per uh, each team. Per each team, obviously.
1: I would say yes, uh, but you would definitely have to keep it to like one or two because, like you said, if you know you give them five down. or whatever, yeah, it it would just slow it's slow way down. Be, yeah. You
0: get one challenge play, then one challenge of the, you know, yeah. uh, penalty play right. for each team. I would say they
1: should just incorporate that into the already challenge flag, where it's just you know, like hey, you know, give them an extra like you have your regular two, and then you get an additional four. You Know hey, I'm pretty sure that there was holding on that play, throw the flag. But the thing with that is, if you watch like <laughs> if you watch a football game, <laughs> see the, the amount of holds that go on <laughs> after you finish your thought proceeds to <laughs> ask a question. I was pretty much done with it, anyways. But uh, the amount of holds that happen during a game, most of them aren't called. Yeah, you know, if you actually watch there, people are getting held. Every single time. The only time it really gets called is if a running back just breaks through a hole and you're like, dang, that was a wide open hole. Yeah. But, you know, you see over there, the offensive linemen just sitting there just grasping for dear life. Uh, I think that would be tough because, I mean, pretty much you're going to get the call and be like, yeah, one of them was holding. Throw it yeah. out there and they were like, yeah, there was like three holds that play.
0: Um, well, I'm saying like um, in a sense of like it was called like, hey, Holding yeah. on the offense. They only look at that player. If there's holding somewhere else, it doesn't matter. But you're like, okay. Yeah. They zoom in. And, okay, there's not holding. He wasn't holding or he false started. So the penalty he picked up or whatnot. Uh, Ryan says yeah, they're picking up yeah. flags from New York telling them. But, yeah. Now, that was my, yeah. my question. I, I mean, I could see if it's
1: like a persistent problem. But, I mean, the refs are always going to be blamed for everything. Yeah, especially when you're a losing team. It's always going to be – Oh, the refs screwed us. But for the most part, it's never really the refs that screw you. Uh, I mean, sometimes it's kind of like, yeah, like they really throughout the entire game heavily penalized one team more than the other and let a lot of things slide for the other team. So in those instances, I feel like this would be a good, you know, like, hey, we're calling you out on your BS. Like that was a false start, or That was offsides, whatever it is, throw the flag. Uh It would be hard to incorporate, though. Yeah. I feel like uh, it would take time. Maybe they could. So the XFL is partnered with the NFL. Kind of like that's going to be like their like uh, G League, like in the NBA, kind of like minor league. Mm -hmm. And they're going to do certain things. They're going to test certain rules and regulations and changes that the NFL wants to possibly make. And they're going to test it in the XFL. So this could be something that they test in the XFL, see how it works, see if it's too much, too little, causes more frustration than anything. So I could see them using it in that, see how that goes. And if it works, then why not?
0: Yeah. So, But when...
1: I, I, I will say this. I'm not giving the refs like a, a, a pass. pass or anything. Yeah. I do think that the refs sometimes do blow some calls that are like extremely important calls to be made. Uh, so I'm not I'm not taking away – the blame towards the refs. So I don't want anybody to think I'm siding with referees or anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <He> narc. <laughs> yeah, I want to be on that boat. <laughs> Taylor's a narc. All right. Um <laughs> the next game I want to talk about what just happened. Please tell me I didn't delete it. All right, didn't. all right. Next game I want to talk about sorry. I thought I deleted the uh, the the script that I you know in front of me. Um the Ravens versus the Bengals. Uh, Tyler Huntley played decent with yes. Lamar Jackson's absence. However, J.K. Dobbins, um, no relation to J.K. Rowling, you know, so why there was some magic on the field. Because yep, most in the people books. are
1: related by first names.
0: <laughs> Dobbins a free elf. <laughs> um, he said he's tired of not getting the ball and that if they had Lamar Jackson in, they would have won. Now, first, yes, the Lamar, they would have won. That was a very close game for the Bengals. The Bengals' defense and offense line did not look great. Two, way to throw your teammate under the bus. Tyler Huntley went out there, fought valiantly, valiantly, and he comes back to the locker room, goes on social media just to see his teammate probably five or six lockers away trashing him, saying, yeah, "Yeah, well, hey, I only played decent, but Lamar was in, come on now. Like, we need Lamar. How would you feel as a player to sit there and, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, you're trying your best to win this game, and you're putting your team in a somewhat decent position, and then all of a sudden, hey, hey, you played decent, but uh, the other guy, you know what I'm saying? Bada bing, bada boom. We would have won. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, there's two, two, two sides to this. There's one side where you can be like, hey, you know, this is the first time we've seen an NFL player be brutally honest in yeah. his interview. You know, there wasn't a, I, I'm declining to answer, or, uh, you know, it's a team game. We all should have played better, or, uh, you know, I'm glad with the reps that I got. <laughs> he went straight to the point and
0: said. I you, uh, need the ball more. My man sounded so nerdy I, by I, saying that. <laughs> I need Willikers. I'm open, and I'm not getting the ball. Yeah. What's up with that? Straight up. You know, I,
1: I appreciate the honesty, but then the other side of it is, go over to his locker, go over to him on the sideline, and say, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Give me the ball. I am open. I can make plays. Give me well, the some
0: ball." Some of that's on the offensive coordinator not handing him the ball. I mean,
1: true, but like. Go up to him, talk to him. You know, you are the when you're on the field, you have the option to call an audible. You have the option to make changes. What are they gonna do? Put Lamar back in? Nope, he's injured. What are they gonna do? Right? Yeah. It's a playoff game. Go out there and make plays. If you think, hey, maybe he deserves to get the ball some more, he can make some plays, you know, our O line's working hard. He can find a hole and get us a first down. Whatever it is, give him the ball. Yeah. That, so that's the other aspect. I mean, you can say, oh, he called us out. Uh, you know, th- that's kind of root man up. He called you out. He called the team out. You know, suck it up. Mommy, do better my feelings. And if you are Tyler Huntley and you're like, oh, yeah, somebody just said Lamar uh, would have won us that game. Yeah. He would have. <laughs> Lamar is a 10 times better player than you are. That's just a fact. That's why he's a starter and you're on the bench. Oh, you know, that's pass. why you came in whenever he was hurt. <laughs>
0: Gotta get straight you up. and Tyler Huntley in the ring, man. Yeah. This sounds like a the, Jake, the Ball, N- Jake Paul like, beef over here.
1: <laughs> the NFL is no place for spared feelings, okay? It is straight up business, and the best players get to play. That's why he was riding the bench until he got hurt. That's that
0: game I'm was back. not on Tyler Huntley, though. I will argue that. He played, he played, no, I, he made, he, for whatever reason, he went high on a QB sneak. First of all, they should not, it was like they were really two yards away from the first down. They shouldn't have ran a QB sneak. Second of all, he did go high instead of going low on the QB sneak, which then is re- able then to force the fumble, which went to Sam Hubbard, who went 98 yards, longest, yeah. you know, touchdown and, yeah. you know, defensive touchdown. And
1: you know who wouldn't have gone high? Lamar.
0: Not Laramie Tunsell. I know he likes
1: to go oh. high. Oh, yeah. Well, Lamar. <laughs> Lamar wouldn't. You know, so yeah. Lamar would have put them in better situations. Lamar is a better quarterback. That's just a fact. Feelings are eventually going to creep in. You know, maybe he's like, man, that really sucks that he would say that. But, you know, it's a fact. Lamar would have probably won them the game, honestly.
0: So, speaking of Lamar, obviously we know his contract situation with the Ravens going on. Uh, They tried to work something out, then it kind of fizzled out. Maybe not be a Raven next year. Michael Vick went on ESPN and said, Lamar needs to man up and play. Put a brace on it. Put a brace on your leg. Man up and play. It's three games. You can take your boys to the Super Bowl. Your team to the Super Bowl. Man up and. Do. Now, to Vic's point, I understand as a player. Hey, if I'm putting my body in the line, why can't you? But Lamar did the right thing, and this is why I say this. Yes. RG three did this. Tried to do that. RG three tried to put a brace on his leg and play through the exact same injury. Where's RG three at now? He has a successful uh, broadcasting career. But his One career was completely derailed ever since that. Two, yep. there's like you said, there's no guarantees in the NFL when we're talking about money. You know, most players play three, four years before they can get retirement. He hasn't got his big-time contract yet, you know. He plays, gets hurt. Next year, he goes to free agency. Maybe the Ravens don't give him the, the money he wants. Maybe they say, hey, you're hurt. Why would he want you? We'll go get someone else. Yep. two. No other team is going to want him with a more messed up leg. Because Lamar Jackson, while he is a great thrower of the ball, the full Lamar Jackson experience and threat and the the epitome of Lamar Jackson, when you think Lamar is the ability to not only throw it, but the greater ability to run it. When there is not a, you know, when there's no one open, when there's no lanes open, when you need that first down, Lamar is going to run, right? Yeah, and...
1: We need to, as a collective community of NFL fans and including players who are now on broadcast booth or commentating, we all need to come to a solid agreement on when players should play and when they should be benched. Because we say, oh, Tua should be out for the rest of the season. He got hurt. But if he got cleared by the doctors, why can't he play? Oh, because he got hurt again. Then why aren't we saying the same thing for Lamar? You know, he goes out there while not 100% and gets, you know, a hit to the knee or, he you know, tries to run the ball and he gets twisted up or something and then just destroys his knee. RG3 all over again, like you just said. Yeah. You know, DeMar Hamlin, we say, oh, we need to make sure our players are healthy. We need to make sure that we're taking the correct measures to ensure the safety of our players. Where do we draw that line? What players get that, uh, you know, exemption and which players don't? Yeah. You know, we can't say this about these players, and then whenever it's a star quarterback, we have to say, "Oh, you have to play. Yeah. You have to go out there and put your body on the line because you are the star quarterback of that team." It's not how it goes. You know, if we're going to say every player that's able to walk should be on that field, then make it known for everybody. Everybody has to be out there. You know, you just cleared protocol for that concussion. Get out there. I don't care if you've had three. Can you walk? Just <laughs> I don't care if you had you're good to play, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't care what's going on. You know, that's what it that's, yeah. you know, I'm I'm sure if we go back and look at Vic's statements, he'll be like, oh, you know, two, we should sit out the rest of the season and, you know, really think about his career. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what he wants to do after football, you know, is this right for him? But now it's with Lamar and he's like, get out there and run, you know, get out there and play football. Who cares? Put a brace on it. That's stupid. This yeah. man is seeking a huge contract. So. For him, does it make sense to go out there and put your body on the line for a game you might not win because the Bengals have been playing some really good football? They've got a really good quarterback and the best wide receiving core in the entire league. And then they got Joe Mixon back there. That's a threat of a team right there. Am I going to want to go out there and put my knee on the line? Nah. You know, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to rehab. I'm going to say, team, you guys – Look, you guys can go out there and do it, but unfortunately I got to sit back for myself. You know, I got to heal my knee up, blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting the bench. And that's yeah. what he did, and that's what he should have done. I like Michael Vick as a player, you know, but that take, trash. 100% trash.
0: Throw it in the trash can. I agree. Now, retrospect, we're going to talk about the Ravens in that game. Obviously they lost. They put up a good fight, Tyler Huntley and everything like that. The Bengals. The Bengals won. Joe Burrow looks solid. That offensive line. And that defense did Still not. Still wet cardboard. Did yeah. And if I'm a Bengals fan, that is major concern headed. Who are they playing next week? They're playing, um are they playing the Chiefs?
1: Uh the, or the Bengals. Bills? No, the, the Bengals are playing yeah, they're playing the Bills. The Bengals are playing the Jaguars.
0: Chiefs are playing the Jaguars. Chiefs yeah, Chiefs yeah. are playing the Jaguars. So, yeah, they're playing the Bills. Bills are playing the Bills. Okay. And the Bills are a solid team, and they struggled against a third string. You know, led Skylar, Skylar Thompson, you yeah, know Chip Skylark, you know Shiny Teeth, and me, Skylar Thompson over there uh, in Miami. So, they both both these teams had deficiencies, but we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the Bengals here. The Bengals needed to get together because if they really truly want to compete with the Chiefs, and right now, after seeing the Bills play. After seeing the Bengals play, and I know we said it was a three-man race and it's anybody's game, it's the Chiefs. Simple. It's the yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs absolutely. have separate. They are up here. Bills struggled against a third-string quarterback. The Bengals struggled against a second-string quarterback. They're down here. Yeah, S-tier, A-tier. All right? Uh, so if the Bengals want to compete with the Chiefs, and get if they get past the Bills, they got to sure up that defense. And they got to sure up that offensive yeah. line. Because I tell you one thing, the Chiefs are coming. And they're not coming lightly. I mean, they're they're doing Ferris wheel, you know, get you a defense spinning <laughs> in the regular season. So what do you think they're going to do in the, the postseason, you know? Uh, so the Bengals, tighten up, man. It's time to tighten up. I'll let you speak on the Bengals if you'd like. Do what? i I'd let you speak on the Bengals if you'd like.
1: Oh, I think that the Bengals, whatever happens this uh, during the postseason, they need to make some – drastic changes to that offensive line. I mean, draft players, uh, free agents, I don't care what it is, but they need to beef up that offensive line because Joey B has already been injured once because that offensive line cannot hold up. And if it happens again, Andrew Luck, you know, kind of, am I going to stay in the league? Do I want to stay on this team? You know, like, I don't want to keep getting injured, beat up. And I think, I can't remember if it was who it is on their offensive line, but he's allowed 12 sacks this season, and I think it's like a franchise record, which is not a record you want to hold. He's allowed like twelve sacks hey,
0: this season. That's a record, though. At least I mean, it's still I'm a re- record. I'm yeah. a record holding I, I, offensive yeah. lineman in the you NFL. Know.
1: <laughs> if I'm a quarterback, get that guy out of here. What? What is? Why is yeah. he starting? You know, you want me to be protected, but you're not giving me protection to go out there yeah. and make the plays that I need to make. So whatever happens, even if they go to the Super Bowl you have to take a good, hard look at who's on that offensive line and start picking and pulling and throwing some people in that actually can hold up their end of the bargain yeah. and give him time to throw because he's getting destroyed back there. I mean, Andrew Luck was one of the most sacked quarterbacks when he was playing, and now Joe Burrow is starting to become the most sacked quarterback of the players he's playing with. I think yeah. last season, in the postseason, he was sacked for a record record It was nine or ten times in one game. In the postseason, I get it in a regular season because it's it's a regular season game. But postseason, nine times, that's absurd. And we're starting to see it happen again and again and again.
0: I think Taylor froze. Uh, There he is. You're good because you had froze for a second. There we go. We caught back up. We're good. We're good. I okay. see. All right.
1: Yeah, just gotta beef up that offensive line. That's pretty much all I was saying. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah, we're gonna we're move on. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You know, again, it's not the booth without some technical difficulties ever happening. Absolutely not. Um, so we talked about the Bills and how they struggled, and we're gonna, you know, first of all, the Miami Dolphins. I don't care who is saying it, they would not have won that game with Tua. But there was a close game with Scott. I don't care. I hate to be the bearer of bad news to you, Miami Dolphins fans. But Tua has hit his ceiling. With he's, his head. With his head. He went head first, <laughs> right? And he's wobbling. The last couple of games that Tua started, he did not look great. He looked all right. Did not look great. And I think that's what he is. He's an av- he's above he's an above average quarterback. Right? You can win games with him, obviously they did. But he hit a stre- hot, hot streak, and he started to kind of fizzle out a little bit. So the Dolphins, I still think, maybe they go after a Derek Carr. Slightly better than Tua. Maybe they go after somehow to get Brady, who's better at this old age. Is probably, I don't know if I go after Brady. I think I'd rather keep Tua at that point. Maybe they draft the quarterback. But let's get one thing straight. Well, I know Ocho loves Tua. And he hates Herbert, in a sense. And he tries to say was better. Tua's not better than Herbert. Hmm. Herbert on the Miami Dolphins with Jalen Waddle, with Tyreek Hill, and with that, offense and defense, Super Bowl contenders. Tua's not there. Okay. Now we go to the Bills. They skate by. Um, They... Poorly led, you know. Skylar Thompson played his all, but he is what we everyone thought Brock Purdy was going to be, um, which was you know struggle. So, the Bills, if I'm the Bills, tighten up. Like I said with the Bengals, tighten up because if you want to win for Demar, you gotta fix you gotta fix something because there's no way you should be that close of a game with a third string quarterback led um Miami Dolphins Now remember last
1: last show brought it up that they struggled against teams they shouldn't struggle against they struggled against the Jets and lost that game they struggled against Miami granted Tua was playing and they were everybody was healthy but they still struggled and then there was somebody else they struggled against that's the Bills are not consistent you know they're, they not. have their games where it's like man the Bills are they're Super Bowl that's, that's a Super Bowl team then you've got games like this where they're struggling against a, you know, Skyler, whatever his name is, or I don't even know the guy's name, uh, Chip Skylark. We'll call him for now. But Chips, you struggle against him. Me. You know, it just that's not how the Bills should play. They are a much better team than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen is a all-around quarterback, great passer, great rusher. Uh, he can extend plays when needed. Uh, you have one of the best wide receivers and digs uh i mean that connection's got to get fixed i think that's what's really faulting this team right now is the connection between allen and digs there's something going on there i don't know if it's uh a play calling issue where they're not really getting digs into position to get the ball or what's going on but something there has to change because that's in my opinion the reason why it's not really panning out the way it needs to pan out because if you're star player isn't getting the reps, what do you expect to happen with the team?
0: Yeah.
1: You've got to start getting him involved in order to start winning games.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, and again, if you're a Bills fan, hey, you know, I think the Bills are going to beat the – well, I think the Bengals are going to beat the Bills, to be honest. But uh, there is a chance that the, the Bills have because the offensive line for the Bengals kind of suck. Um, not kinda. Uh, so we... (laughs) They (laughs) suck. They suck. So I believe we just talked about all three AFC games. We're going to go over to the NFC. Uh, Taylor, pick an NFC game. We'll start from wherever. We'll just go with
1: the, uh, Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Uh, I mean, I fell asleep during the game. I mean, that's how bad it was. I mean, I've stayed up for every single game. I've been entertained by every single game, but that one, snooze fest. I'll, I'll, I got to give them, you know, I got to give the Cowboys their credit. Dak Prescott lit it up. That's the first time I've seen Dak Prescott play a football game that equates to the amount of money he's getting paid. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen it. Every other time i'm like man this dude is way overpaid but if that's what he was if that's how he plays every game worth the money 100 percent pay him more because that man well lit it up granted each and every single one of his wide receivers for the most part were pretty much open the entire game well, that's what i want to ask mean, there was there was like zero changes on the defensive side of the ball for the buccaneers are the cowboys that good or the buccaneers just that bad i think the buccaneers are that bad but regardless the cowboys still showed up like, if they played a solid Buccaneers team, I still think they would have edged out. But that was a weak, dysfunctional, unmotivated Buccaneers team. They just, it didn't look like they were in the playoffs at all. It looked like they were in their third game of the season. Yeah. They lost the first the two. So, yeah. So they weren't really, you know, sure what to expect during the game. You know, if I'm going, regardless of what my record is, how we've played throughout the season. As soon as you make it to the playoffs, it's zero zero. Yeah. Show them what we've got. You know, you know, we pretty much everything was practice up until now. Let's go out there and put it put out on put on a show and make everything work the way that it's supposed to work. Tom Brady, he ain't staying. He's out. Tom Brady is gone. I don't know if he's retiring. I, it's somebody. It I don't know who's gonna be their quarterback, but it ain't Tom Brady. I don't know if Tom Brady's gonna retire. I don't believe he will, but I don't think he's sticking with the Buccaneers.
0: Neither and is Brian Leftwich.
1: Just, by the no, way, Leftwich and I think Bowles, got to go. Yeah, there's that ain't reports that
0: uh, Leftwich is they're firing Leftwich at the end of this week. So uh,
1: they're firing Leftwich.
0: Yeah, they the offense was dookie cheeks. They're saying, hey, he's out.
1: Leftwich does not deserve to be fired, but when he is fired, he will get picked up and he will be a head coach somewhere. I think it's Todd Bowles, I think, because when Bruce was in, good to go. They won a Super Bowl. They almost made it to another Super Bowl. And then this season, what was it, 8-9? and nine? Or no, they were... They were 8. Yeah, 8-9, yeah, I, eight 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 nine, nine. I believe. 8-9. 8-9. I think this was Tom Brady's first season under five hundred. Yeah. Or, yeah, first season under five hundred. I mean... If you put the pieces together, it's a head coaching issue. You
0: Tom know, Brady maybe, didn't play made... good, though. Don't don't give Tom that much. Tom no. did not play good uh, this entire season. He has looked like is, a noodle arm. True. He has looked not necessarily deer in the headlights, but he has not looked like Tom Terrific as everyone used to call him. He looked like an average quarterback. Yes. So he's gone.
1: Todd Bowles maybe gets one more season left, which deserves a head coaching job. I don't think this season is. Left, which is you know like oh this is on him, maybe head coach of the Colts for left, Leftwich, I could see it. Maybe you know I could see because it ain't Saturday. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's gonna <laughs> that the off season for the Buccaneers is going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, it definitely will be. Um, again, Tom Brady, just the kind of um, well, hold on, we'll talk about Tom Brady after we get to these games. That's it's on the bill, it's on the billing. Um. Someone said, uh, "Thank God, no more Tom Terrific." Hey, Tom Terrific. I think he's sticking around. And again, we'll get to that. Which team? Maybe not Tampa, but which team? We'll, we'll discuss. Um, as far as the Cowboys, Dak look, he looked great. He did. Uh, regardless, the the uh, Tampa Bay has a decent defense. It's not like he was. They've got Antoine Winfield Jr. and they've they've got Levante David and uh, and company. They have a decent – they don't have a great defense. They have a decent decent defense, and Dak looked good. Um, And it raised the question, Kellen Moore. Could Kellen Moore get a head coaching job? It's been talked about for a couple years. Uh, He played – he called a good game. So they they finally get over that kind of playoff hump, and they're obviously going against the 49ers, which will be an entirely different story.
1: Did you say playoff hump? That's a playoff mountain (laughs) that they had to get over. (laughs)
0: They they got over it, though. They they got over it. It was a mountain. They climbed it. But – uh. Thing with the Cowboys is I I just don't trust them in the playoffs. Can they get can they beat the 49? To me, the 49ers is a team to beat. Not the yes. Eagles, not the Cowboys, not um the Giants, but the 49ers. And that's a tough, tough game for the Cowboys. So I know this is our year chancer. Cowboys Nation. This is our year. We done boys. Brock Purdy. He's he the might, man. He's the man. That is, he he's is him. the man. He is him. Yeah. He got that dog in him, just like Taylor has in his background there. All right? <laughs> so, now if the Cowboys can be, beat the great 49er team that they have right now, to me, Cowboys could be favorites to go Super Bowl. All right? And they'll be in the championship game. No matter if they play the Eagles or the Giants, I think they'd be the favorites. Uh, just because I think the 49ers are just that good right now. Yeah, But it all depends on Rain Dakota Prescott, all right? Because we saw him in the regular... Now, again, like you said, 0-0. Postseason's different than the regular season. But we saw him only play... Missed out on, like, five or six games and then came back and still led the league in interceptions. Trying to play hero ball. Trying to do too much. If they get down to the 49ers, by well, maybe a score, maybe two, does... Dakota Prescott start raining down some interceptions, I don't know. We'll see what the spotlight looks on him. He hasn't really been in this position before. Uh, usually nope. they lose and they're out. Cool beans. No, no. <laughs> cool beans. And I think
1: last season was they lost because he decided to run when he yeah. shouldn't have. And
0: So, so the spotlight's on. Uh, Cowboys, If hey, listen, Cowboys are no joke. Don't sleep on them. Dak played great. Give him his flowers. So we move on to the forty ers and a team that everybody says should have been the Lions, but it was unfortunately the Seahawks. The Seahawks got in and they look they wrote back. Hey, Gino. Gino. they wrote back, by the way. Alright. They wrote back. All I gotta say. <laughs> I don't know if we could say that. you don't I don't think I don't
1: think that's fair to say he is the
0: No, he's not the reason Seahawks. they lost. I'm saying they wrote yeah. back in the sense of that, hey. I mean, the Seahawks yeah. did not play great as a whole, not Geno by himself. Gotcha, gotcha I'm saying right. they, the 49ers, you know, they got your letter saying that, you know, Seahawks are for real, and they said, oh, man, we are going to cancel this request. Put, yep. <laughs> send it back. I'll agree.
1: I mean, there's not much to even say about that game. The 49ers, like you've said, I've said, I think we both thoroughly agree. They are that team. Uh, everything is clicking for them. Brock Purdy is killing it. I mean, the receivers are getting open. Uh, Running backs are playing terrific. Offensive lines holding up well. And the defense, best in the league. I mean, it is A1, you know. Like, that is the defense you want. Uh, The Seahawks just were not a match. I mean, yes, they played good, considering everything they were put up against, you know, with everybody doubting them. Yeah. But they just... Did not have the pieces to even compete, honestly. And I think in the first half, you know, it was a really close game. But the 49ers were making mistakes that just weren't like them to make, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They were just allowing simple stuff to happen that should not yeah. know, be allowed to ha- happen with a defense like that. And they went into the locker room. They probably were like, hey, look, just, you know, you got to watch over this. Other than that, good to go. And they did that and they stopped the Seahawks for the rest of the game pretty much, and the it was an absolute blowout in the second half. So, Yeah,
0: I mean, to talk about Brock Purdy. Last week we said the 49ers are a threat as long as the spotlight and the playoff, the playoff spotlight and the inex- inexperience of the playoffs did not get to Brock Purdy. He looked like he's been in the league for years. He was yes. made for this situation. And to be honest, frankly, at this point, one playoff win. Even if they lose to the Cowboys, you don't go back to Trey Lance. This no, is Brock Purdy's team. Is this is Brock Purdy's team. As a fan, this is Brock Purdy's team. I do not want to. I didn't understand. We haven't really seen Trey Lance. He got hurt, hurt week one, week two, whatever. We didn't really get to see Trey Lance. Ship him out. Get your draft capital back. Get a second or third round pick for Trey Lance. Ship him out. Brock Purdy's team it is. Simple as that. 49ers are the team to beat. And if you disagree, I'm sorry. Hey. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. Brock Purdy's looking great. Yep. Uh, and then we get to the Giants versus Giants and the Vikings. Vikings game, which, listen, Kirk Cousins, primetime game. Said it all season. Deer I got in the headlights.
1: <laughs> I had the Vikings winning that one, I went, but I got Kirk.
0: You got Kirk. You know, Kirk the Soul. <sighs> Kirk mean, Skull? Huh? Skull Vikings? Yeah, yeah. No. Nah. Uh,
1: Kirk Cousins is not a terrible quarterback.
0: Nope. He's not.
1: But is Kirk Cousins the guy you want on your team with a player like Justin Jefferson? No. He is not going to be able to take that team far into the playoffs and then if they make the super bowl i'm i i could not count on kirk cousins winning that game for us nope you know i cannot count on him to extend plays when we need plays extended i cannot i mean heck i can't even count on kirk cousins to throw the ball further than three yards on a fourth and eight with the game on the line what who does that i mean TJ TJ's not really like the guy you throw to whenever you need ten yards when the game's on the line.
0: Hawkinson's good though. Don't sleep on Hawkinson now. No, he is.
1: One hundred percent. That's not my go to guy. If I have Justin Jefferson on the field and it's fourth and eight, we screw this up, we're out. Yeah. It's going to Justin Jefferson. I don't care if he's you know, got like fifteen people on him somehow. I don't care what the scenario is. Well that'd be a penalty. There's the only
0: eleven people on defense, sir.
1: I don't care what the scenario is, you know, and that's why I said if. But either way, I don't care what position we're in, if he's on the field, throwing it. Yeah. He said it's, it's, it's <laughs> that education.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I firmly believe I don't know if it's gonna happen this season because it's hard to say we're done with this quarterback when you make the playoffs. It's hard to say we're done with this quarterback when you won thirteen games. You know, it's hard whenever you have season like they had and say, Hey, we're done with you, but he's the reason why they are not Super Bowl contenders. You remove him from the team and place in a good quarterback. That's not just like an above Justin average Herbert. Quarterback. <laughs> if they had Justin Herbert, I'm pretty sure they would have beat the giants. Yeah. I just, I think Kirk cousins is what's wrong with that team. Uh, I like Kirk Cousins. He's a likable guy. I want him to win, but he just – he can't make things happen. You know, that's just who he is. That's his career. He's yeah. a Philip Rivers, in my opinion. He's a good quarterback, but he's never going to amount to anything.
0: Okay, I was – okay, We're, we gotta, we got to have some type of chemistry, guys, because I was literally <laughs> just about to ask you, and I was about to say this. I think Kirk Cousins is the Philip Rivers of this generation of quarterbacks. Um, Absolutely. You know, you have Patrick Mahomes, who maybe is, like, the Brady, you know, Joe Burrow and, like, Manning, kind of, like, those tier. And then you have Phillip Rivers, and that is Kirk Cousins. And the fact that you just said that, I was like, no freaking way, because I was just about (laughs) to say that.
1: (laughs) I mean, it matches up. Like, it's – he he. some of the plays he makes, it's like, man, great quarterback. And then four plays later, you're like, what are you doing? Why did yeah. you make that play? Why did you throw that? Why, like, what are you doing? You know, it's just, he can make some stuff happen, but every negative he has, it's 10 steps forward and then 20 steps back. Yeah, And that's, it's just, he's never going, he's never going to get a ring unless he's riding the bench with a, you know, like Patrick Mahomes <laughs> starting yeah. for him. Or oh,
0: and to that comp, that's the thing that everyone said about Philip was, he's a... Good quarterback. You win games with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Don't get me wrong. Philip Rivers. That, that Chargers days with LT Philip Rivers, uh, Antonio Gates. That was a squad. You know they had Chris Chambers and everything. That was a squad. But Philip Rivers, they, to be honest, he might have been that person who maybe held that team back. He helped them in some games, hurt them in others. So that Kirk yeah. Cousins comp to Philip Rivers is perfect because Kirk Cousins, he is a good quarterback. To say he's not a good quarterback is asinine right? Naive. Yeah. But he is not the quarterback that has that ability to when the lights are on, you know, his eyes start to glow and he he starts to get, you know, deer in headlights, just disappears. Yeah, and
1: I know we're a football show, but, you know, there's sports fans watching and sports fans who listen. But a good comparison for me is uh, Kirk is kind of like Russell Westbrook when he was on the Thunder. He is a good player. I mean it's undeniable he's a good player. You got, you know, the most triple doubles in NBA history, whatever, like a hundred plus, but he's not taking that team to win an NBA title. You know, he's really good, but he's not good enough when he needs to be good enough. You know, like he can't get to where he needs to go even though he's good. Like he can't fill in the weak spots on the team. Patrick Mahomes can fill in the weak spots on his team. Tom Brady has been able to fill in the weak spots in his team. He's been able to find ways to win. Uh, Joe Burrow can fill in the weak spots. You know, you can take Chase out. They can still win games because Joe Burrow understands how to play that game without that piece. You know, he can make stuff happen. Uh, you just have players that can do that. And Philip Rivers was not that guy. And Kirk Cousins is not that guy.
0: You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Not that guy, pal. You like that? You like no, that? I don't. So... I like Super Bowls. The Giants. Daniel Jones? He's got some wheels to him, man. Danny Dimes? Listen. He is... He is... As they always say to the white athletic players, he is sneaky athletic. Yep. Alright. He
1: is like that... So, I'm not too big into, like, cars or anything, but... You know, like, you see all these cars that are, like, tricked out and everything, and they're really fast, and it's like, yeah, that's a fast car. But then you see that Honda Civic that's, like, rusted on the side, and it's got, like, you know, a, a taillight <laughs> like tail hanging out on the back, yeah. but they've souped it up, you know, and it's just like, dang, that thing's fast. My goodness. That's Daniel Jones. You look at it, and you're like, mm, that's not, mm, that that can't do anything. And then he's like, mm, like, dang, all right, all right, Danny Dimes, He's he's definitely got some wheels on him.
0: He's been playing good football, too, and uh, a lot he of has. people were, were uh, including myself, I was like, hey, if the Giants do do nothing this season, he's out. And, and uh, It was one of them also. Yeah, and he's doing something. Saquon Barkley, arguably Comeback Player of the Year, uh, playing great, top five running back, uh, you know, yep. back to his normal self. I think uh,
1: CMC's got that one, though.
0: Yeah, CMC um, is probably going to take it. Saquon is uh, definitely in the discussion. I think that's what's gonna hurt what hurt, gonna hurt the Giants is receiving core. Uh Galladay is average at best. They have Sterling Shepard who's overpaid. Overpaid. Uh they obviously traded Kadarius. Tony, who couldn't stay on the field when he was in New York. Um we blame the turf. We blame the turf. And then also but also they didn't use Tony properly. With the Chiefs, Tony is flourishing. He is making plays. He's healthy. Um he's missed like one or two games with the Chiefs, but um, he is getting the ball and he's making, tu- he's scoring touchdowns. He's making plays for the, the Chiefs. Um, he's arguably their best receiver um, if you watch him and Patrick Mahomes, outside of obviously Travis Kelsey. I'm talking about receivers. Travis Kelsey's obviously the best player on that team. But, uh, so the Giants, what's going to hurt them is that wide receiver in court. They have a decent defense, they have a defen- decent offensive line. Evan Neal is still struggling a little bit, but he's looked solid in his rookie campaign. Um, struggles time to time. That's expected to happen when you're a, uh, you know, rookie offensive lineman going against some m- major talent. Um the Giants are a team to look out for. Do not count them out. But again, their downfall is going to be their receivers. Yep. Um so while they did beat the Vikings, when they come to Philly, and I'm not trying to come bias. when those receivers are locked down and Jordan Davis is, you know, he's fully healthy right now, and they st- they can- if they can stop the run, if the, if the Eagles stop the Giants' run, it's game over. Because Daniel Jones, while he is playing as a good quarterback, he's playing decent. The receivers are not helping him out much at all. Um, they have one of the highest drop percentages in the NFL. Now, if Saquon can get going, Daniel Jones gets going with his legs. Jalen Hurts is hurt, and if his shoulder is not fully healthy in a sense of where he can't play through the pain and he looked against like he did against the Giants second and third stringers last week of the season the Giants could sneak out with a win and I would not be surprised if the Giants win and that's coming from an Eagles fan so uh, you know what I'm saying this is unbiased I would not be shocked if somehow the, the Giants uh, our rival who I would rather take a bullet to the face saying this <laughs> um, they could they could sneak out and win and yeah. now do I think they will no but I wouldn't be surprised because the Giants are playing good football. Don't count out on the Giants. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, Whatever happens, you know, if they lose to the Eagles, Giants fans should, you know, they should be proud. They should be happy. You know, you didn't win a Super Bowl, whatever, but you guys turned it around. You guys were a laughingstock for the longest time. Yeah. Ever since that yacht photo was taken, it has been downhill since then. But you guys, you found it. I don't know how, but you found it. Uh, everybody's playing well, Saquon's back, he looks healthy, so rejoice. Uh, you're back to playing some good football, so uh, be happy with whatever happens. Even if you guys lose to the Eagles, <laughs> yeah. be happy.
0: Be happy with Daniel Jones because he's showing out to be the quarterback that you guys draft him to be.
1: This is what happens whenever you invest in your quarterback and you give them time to develop. Granted, they give him a lot more time than most people would. <laughs> But this is what happens whenever you take a quarterback, draft them, and actually put time and effort into them. Yeah, Cowboys need to find a. (laughs) They definitely do
0: need a fickle kicker. kicker. (laughs) I think Taylor. I thought I I saw Taylor warming up his leg out there uh, at halftime. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this: the
1: dude absolutely sucked last night. He had a good season. He had a really good season, and. I'm hoping it was just a fluke. It's sometimes it happens. I mean, it happens with quarterbacks. Yeah. It happens with wide receivers. It happens with running backs. It happens with everybody at one point or time during their career where they just have a complete dumpster fire of a game. Usually you don't see that from a kicker that bad. Usually it's like, Oh, they missed the game winning field goal. Oh my goodness. Get rid of them. Yeah. Four. It was tough. But I, I definitely don't think they need to find a new or better field goal kicker. And plus, I think uh, Jerry Jones said he was it's like, no, nah, we're we're keeping him. You know, he's proven to us that last night was just a, a fluke and he's yeah. good to go. Which I believe it. he's good to go. I think it was just, you know, prime time. You know, when you're in the playoffs, a lot is riding on that game. And it just probably got to him
0: mentally. Yeah, I agree. Now, Tom Brady. Uh Where is he going? I don't think he's done. I don't think he's retiring. In his press conference, he basically said goodbye to Tampa Bay, but he did not show any indication, any inflection in his voice, where he said, hey, peace out, NFL. Love you. I'm out. Where do you think Tom Brady's going?
1: Well, there's a couple of places that are opening up. Uh, The Raiders seem to be done with Derek Carr. Derek Carr has issued his goodbye statement to Raiders Nation. Uh, I mean, him and Devonte Adams, uh, that'd be a pretty good connection, you know. Hunter
0: Renfro if, and yeah, I mean that would be
1: a pretty decent team right there with Tom Brady. Uh, so I could see that happening. Uh, who else needs a quarterback? Uh, um, Broncos Jets. are sticking with Russell. Jets. I don't think he would stoop down to the Jets. Although I think it Patriots fans would hate times. Brady if he went to the <laughs> Jets. Think... I think what uh, what has been said that if Tom Brady wants to be considered the greatest of all time, and never have like a doubt of his greatness, is if he goes to the Jets and wins the Super Bowl.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. regardless of who's on the Jets, they just always suck. Yeah, you know, it's like a, they got a squad. Yeah, they just suck. You know, so having those young players because it's a young, young team and a talented team, it could work. You know, because the Buccaneers they are old. I mean, yeah, old man Mike team. Evans is a veteran now. Uh, you had Julio Jones, and every time that man goes to catch a ball, he gets up, it takes him like 10 minutes to get up. I mean, it's just an yeah. older team. Leonard Fournette's now a veteran, you know. So going from that to a young team would work out. Colts, Aaron said the Colts. I mean, the Colts need a quarterback.
0: Uh, I don't see that one <laughs> happening, if though. If Tom Brady went to the Colts, <laughs> every Colts fan, including my father, would no longer watch the Colts. I don't know. My grandpa would. My grandpa Jerry, you know, he loves him some Brady. So
1: It's different. Look, let's say you have a team that, you know, their quarterback at the time sucks. Uh, Just a random team, and you're a fan of them. Quarterback sucks. You hate the Patriots. You hate the Buccaneers. You hate Tom Brady. But your team is solid everywhere else outside of the quarterback position. All right? And then they're like, hey. We're signing Tom Brady. You're not going to be like, oh, man, Tom Brady. You're going to be like, man, all right. Sweet. Tom Brady, let's go. You know, it's just like Dak Prescott. Everybody hates Dak Prescott, right? Terrible. We hate him. Boo. Way overpaid. But if the Jets got Dak Prescott, I'm pretty sure that the Jets would actually be a really good team because they have the pieces to surround him to make him better.
0: Pretty much with the Jets, it's any – quarterback outside of Zach Wilson would make the Jets a better team Derek Carr, Kurt Cousins, Tom Brady um you know a rock yeah a rock (laughs) the dude the dude bagging groceries at your local uh store maybe he's the next Kurt Warner you know anybody's better than Zach Wilson
1: but we hate certain players on certain teams because of rivalries or that player just irks me the way that they present themselves or how they play or how they communicate and all this other stuff but at the end of the day if your team needs that player and that player gets signed you're like let's go tom brady you know it's I don't, not like,
0: i yeah listen
1: it's not oh, i'm never watching again you know my dad my dad shift.
0: if you guys don't know my dad's a dire colts fan from indiana if tom and pray for is, him is what he's saying yeah if tom brady went to to indianapolis My dad might burn every Colts gear that he has in the house. He (laughs) said, I will hate the Colts and become a Carolina fan. (laughs) Well, you hate yourself if you become a Carolina fan from going to a Colts fan. (laughs) Man, talk about hopping to dumpster to dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) My man's like a homeless person just going from dumpster to dumpster, man. (laughs) Could at
1: least jump over to the Eagles and support Brandon. Yeah. At least you'd be going to a winning team. (laughs) Yeah.
0: She's like, I want. I'm, if I'm leaving the Colts, I'm going to the worst team in the NFL. Hey, that's what you want to do.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, so those are good fits. I think Tom Brady is. We're not. We haven't seen the last of Tom Brady. Um, by any means. So let's get into these divisional games. Um, which one do you want to start with? Let's uh, let's just start Cowboys Eagles. Who you got?
1: Cowboys Eagles. I'm not
0: Cowboys Cowboys 49ers Cowboys 49ers guys it is late you know (laughs) lack of sleep sleep deprived I don't know whatever you want to call it 49ers Cowboys who you got 49ers lock me in on the 49ers 49ers okay I'm gonna go 49ers as well again that 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 time is my bias I think the Cowboys could win but I'm pulling my bias out here because I don't want to see the Cowboys win
1: uh, I don't so want to 49ers. see the Cowboys win either. But I also don't want to see the 49ers win
0: either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. I'm going,
1: based off, yeah, I'm going based off of uh, talent. And I'm yeah. going 49ers.
0: All right. I'm going 49ers as well. Eagles versus the Giants. Who you got?
1: Uh, mine is biased because I'm rooting for the Eagles for the remainder of this season for you. So I'm going Eagles.
0: Uh, mine is not biased. I am going to go 100% behind... Uh, Daniel, Jalen, Hurts, and the Eagles—you know it because mm-hmm. they got the see the how Look that—the that helmet right behind know. me. Fly Eagles, fly. So I'm going to be biased right here too. I'm going to go Philly. Uh, you know, if they don't win, you know, welcome to your tape. i cry. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to your tape. Um, okay, we got Chiefs versus Jaguars
1: uh i mean the jaguars could surprise us they did it once they've done it twice they could do it a third time but i'm going with the chiefs
0: going with the chiefs i think the chiefs are the best team in the nfl overall um right now so i'm going with chiefs as well um and then was the bills versus Bengals? who you got
1: it's going to be a tough one and it's going to be an exciting game to watch uh unfortunately we were not able to see this matchup uh, a couple of weeks ago due to a uh injury or whatever you want to call that but i think there's a lot of anticipation for this game and a, lot of there's a lot of emotions yeah. so it's going to kind of create a really watchable fun game but i think the bangles will edge out all right you got the bangles i got the bills that
0: one i got the bills i know i said earlier the bangles are going to win but i'm going to go just for of tomorrow the emotions riding high I think the bang, the bills might come out with some fire, and I just want to you know, I want to throw a wrench now. I don't want to sit there and just agree, so I'm gonna go bills. Um, I think that was it. So in our AFC, the booth, uh, I'll I'll go with the Bengals just for the sense. I'll throw the Bengals in there just for the sense. So uh, Ta- Taylor has the Chiefs versus the Bengals. I have the Chiefs versus the Bills in the AFC Championship game. And then the NFC, we pretty much agreed 49ers versus the Eagles in the NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl.
1: Although if it was the Eagles versus the Cowboys, that'd be a great That'd be great a great game. game.
0: Matched up number three, everyone's healthy. Best team versus best team. Let's see who it is. <clears> that uh, is that. So, guys, we want to thank you. Make sure you hit that subscription button, turn on the bell notification whenever we go live. We like to go live around on Tuesday around 7 o'clock. I know today was at 8 o'clock. Things happen, but we're normally at 7 o'clock. Check us out. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Twitter. And make sure you follow us on Spotify. I know it's not on the overlay. I need to add that. But we are also on Spotify. Look up the booth with Taylor and Brandon. Taylor spelled T-A-I-L-O-R. Got stuck there. and uh, Brandon. And you'll find us see our logo. Make sure you like and subscribe. Or make sure you follow there. That way, whenever we're gone, hey, you can still listen to us on the road. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. Thank everyone for chatting up, uh, with us and putting their input. Taylor, I yeah, let you, uh, you know, have a good night, man. We're going to sign off here. Have a good night. Everybody be on the lookout on Twitter for a card giveaway. A card giveaway on Twitter. So if you like cards, check out the Twitter. All right, guys. Peace out.